Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. Today is October 29th and we will be reading paragraphs 2361 through 2368. And we are on the section of the love of husband and wife, which is in the, the uh, section on the sixth commandment. So we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sexuality, by means of which man and woman give themselves to one another, through the acts which are proper and exclusive to spouses, is not something simply biological, but concerns the innermost being of the human person as such. It is realized in a truly human way, only if it is an integral part of the love by which a man and a woman commit themselves totally to one another until death. Tobias got out of bed and said to Sarah, Sister, get up, and let us pray and implore the Lord that he grant us mercy and safety. So she got up, and they began to pray and implore that they might be, be kept safe. Tobias began by saying, Blessed are you, O God of our fathers. You made Adam, and for him you made his wife Eve, as a helper and support. From the two of them the race of mankind has sprung. You said, It is not good that the man should be alone. Let us make a helper for him like himself. I now am taking this kinswoman of mine, not because of lust, but with sincerity. Grant that she and I may find mercy, and that we may grow old together. And they both said, Amen, Amen. Then they went to sleep for the night. The acts in marriage by which the intimate and chaste union of the spouses takes place are noble and honorable. The truly human performance of these acts fosters the self-giving they signify and enriches the spouses in joy and gratitude. Sexuality is a source of joy and pleasure. The Creator Himself established that in the generative function, spouses should experience pleasure and enjoyment of body and spirit. Therefore, the spouses do nothing evil in seeking this pleasure and enjoyment. They accept what the Creator has intended for them. At the same time, spouses should know how to keep themselves within the limits of just moderation. The spouse's union achieves the twofold end of marriage, the good of the spouses themselves and the transmission of life. These two meanings, or values of marriage, cannot be separated without altering the couple's spiritual life and compromising the goods of marriage and the future of the family. The conjugal love of man and woman thus stands under the twofold obligation of fidelity and fecundity. Conjugal Fidelity The married couple forms the intimate partnership of life and love established by the Creator and governed by His laws. It is rooted in the conjugal covenant, that is, in their irrevocable personal consent. Both give themselves definitively and totally to one another. They are no longer two. From now on, they form one flesh. The covenant they freely contracted imposes on the spouses the obligation to preserve it as unique and indissoluble. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. Fidelity expresses constancy in keeping one's given word. God is faithful, 
The sacrament of matrimony enables man and woman to enter into Christ's fidelity for his church. Through conjugal chastity, they bear witness to this mystery before the world. St. John Chrysostom suggests that young husbands should say to their wives, I have taken you in my arms, and I love you, and I prefer you to my life itself. For the present life is nothing, and my most ardent dream is to spend it with you in such a way that we may be assured of not being separated in the life reserved for us. I place your love above all things, and nothing would be more bitter or painful to me than to be of a different mind than you. The Fecundity of Marriage Fecundity is a gift, an end of marriage, for conjugal love naturally tends to be fruitful. A child does not come from outside as something added on to the mutual love of the spouses, but springs from the very heart of that mutual giving, as its fruit and fulfillment. So the church, which is on the side of life, teaches that it is necessary that each and every marriage act remain ordered per se to the procreation of human life. This particular doctrine, expounded on numerous occasions by the magisterium, is based on the inseparable connection established by God, which man on his own initiative may not break, between the unitive significance and the procreative significance, which are both in inherent to the marriage act. Called to give life, spouses share in the creative power and fatherhood of God. Married couples should regard it as their proper mission to transmit human life and to educate their children. They should realize that they are thereby cooperating with the love of God the Creator and are, in a certain sense, its interpreters. They will fulfill this duty with a sense of human and Christian responsibility. A particular aspect of this responsibility concerns the regulation of procreation. For just reason, spouses may wish to space the births of their children. It is their duty to make certain that their desire is not motivated by selfishness, but is in conformity with the generosity appropriate to responsible parenthood. Moreover, they should conform their behavior to the objective criteria of morality. When it is a question of harmonizing married love with the responsible transmission of life, the morality of the behavior does not depend on sincere intention and evaluation of motives alone, but it must be determined by objective criteria, criteria drawn from the nature of the person and his acts, criteria that respect the total meaning of mutual self-giving and human procreation in the context of true love. This is possible only if the virtue of married chastity is practiced with sincerity of heart. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.